How I learned I was allergic to cats. I remember every time I used to go over my friend Patrick's house, I'd feel a little bit off. Maybe my eyes would start to itch a little bit. Every, every once in a while, if I was there for a prolonged amount of time. And then I remember this one day, I was over his house, we were drinking, a bunch of us. And I was, I was there for many, many hours. I was like, why am I in so much pain? Ah! I was like, really drunk. Like, it's awful, I can't, ah, I'm dying. My eyes itch so much. And they tried to put, I tried to lay down in bed or whatever, but it was just, it was just too awful. I decided to leave and walk home. And when I, when I left, I immediately felt a little bit better. But then later I was going to move into a house and the dude had a cat and I'm like, oh, I should probably get myself checked out. Because it's Australia, right? So getting tested for allergies doesn't cost you anything because public health care. Which is thankful because otherwise, you know, I was a poor dude. Wouldn't have been able to test. In and out in there, like five seconds. And then I got, yeah, you got, you got slight dust mite allergy. But he's like, yeah, basically most people do or whatever. It's barely anything. You can, like, you never notice it. But the cat thing, yeah, you're going to have itchy eyes or whatever occasionally, so. Why I always appear offline on Discord. Even when I was smaller, Whenever I would set myself, to, whenever I'd go onto Discord, like I'd open up Discord, there'd always be someone who would notice, and they'd say, "Oh my God, hi, it's Dark Viper. Hi, Dark Viper." I'd be like, "Oh man, I, I, I just, I just want to read Discord, you know." And and I, I, uh, hello, because uh, you know sometimes you don't want to be noticed, and you just want to chill out. But the, the the response is perfectly reasonable, because I'm offline and I move online. And it's my Discord, so people say hi. That's what nice people do. Like, like if you if you see a person you know walking down the street and you like the person, you're like, hey man, how's it going? That's perfectly reasonable. It's just when there's a lot of people who do that, it just feels weird sometimes. It's no need to apologize, Ryan. The response was perfectly reasonable. It's just just because of the nature of what I do, it just it's just weird sometimes. Um, but that's why I, I, you never see me online in my Discord. But I'm there quite frequently. I have my set, self set to invisible all the time. I don't trust anyone who calls my phone. Anyone who calls me is a, is a scam artist. So like, Hi, this is your bank calling and we just want to give you a brand new deal. Stop calling me these scams. You know? So, I don't know if that's actually Vodafone or not. Calling me to give me some deals. It could be something like, Oh, you know, we've got some cool new deals for you. Please give me your, your credit card with the number on the back. Did you guys hear about that new thing? I don't think it was a CEO, but it was like a higher up at some company, got a FaceTime from his CEO. The CEO saying, look, we need you to transfer $230,000 into this account. And the guy's like, yeah, right on it. No worries, boss. Gets another call and he's like, yeah, need you to do another $230,000 into a bank account. And the guy's like, wait a second. It seems kind of sketchy. And then he call, like he calls his his boss. He's like, I didn't, I didn't tell you to move $230,000. It was one of those deep fakes. These scam artists had deep faked the dude's boss and perfectly mimicked his voice to make it look like he was on the phone. Viewers asking questions they know I hate. Question, answer me this. Okay, so question hey, this can't. is, what is your least favorite favorite? Yes. For those who don't get it, it's referencing like, I've got a bunch of speedrunning rambles talking about like the questions I hate being asked and questions that I think are very silly to ask and that basically meant the criteria for literally all of them. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Polly shouldn't have made those videos. It was like, here, internet, here are things that annoy me. It's like if I made just a list of everything that annoys me. Hey guys, here's everything that you should never do. <laughs> How the scripted traffic works in GTA 5. Is the traffic scripted here? Um, <clears throat> it's more that the amounts of vehicles are scripted. 
and they'll all start roughly in the same place. But the vehicles can be different sizes, and they can move differently. And there's a finite amount of variations that can occur. Like if I went through it slowly, I can be like, yeah, he can be like to the left or the right or a little bit fo fo forward. And some some sections, it's always the same car. In other sections, it's like, well, this can be a truck or it can be like a bike or whatever, you know. And obviously the difference between a truck and a bike is significant in terms of what you can do. Mario or Sonic? Mario or Sonic? Uh, definitely Mario. So one of the biggest problems that Sonic had was um, how damage works. Like power-ups in um, Mario, you look forward to them and like, oh my god, I got a fire flower, sick. It gives you new abilities and shit, and it protects you from damage. Sonic, it's ring system where it's like, oh, I've got 80 rings. Whoop the fucking do. Oh look, five more rings. Awesome. It's like if in Mario, you had no upgrades, but if you had one coin, you would, you could survive one hit. It just, it just isn't as good. And like, in Sonic, the greatest thing is how fast you can go, and it's like, wow, I'm going so fast. But because the main focus is on, I'm talking about the old games, the main focus on being fast, whenever you become slow, it's irritating. Like, the characters feel sluggish whenever you're having to be slow in a place, or you're, you're stuck in a place, or you get stopped by a wall or something. When Mario always feels good, you can be going super fast or slow or creeping around, and it all feels good. Mandatory package signatures are useless. This is an old clip where I reference my merch being from Streamlabs. Obviously, given that Streamlabs is a massively exploitative company, I do not associate with them anymore. They were also just massively incompetent at everything. I'm surprised how long I dealt with it. Signatures are fucking cancer, okay? Any person standing at this fucking house can squiggle on a fucking pad anything they like. It's never checked. It doesn't fucking matter. The signature does not do anything. It's security theater, and I fucking hate these motherfuckers who ask for it. Like, I, I, I can literally spit on the fucking panel, and it will count as a signature. And they'll be like, oh, is this your signature? I can be like, no. Prove that I signed that. Prove it. I, ha I have a position that if you require a signature for delivery of an order, it should be written on the fucking delivery. Very simple. Like, if I, if I knew this needed a signature, I wouldn't have bought anything. I'm, I'm that fucking annoyed. You confused about what just happened? I ordered a bunch of merch from my own merch store from Streamlabs. It only sends from America, and despite that it's literally just shirts, they require a signature. So the driver came to my door, can clearly hear me streaming, like I even yelled out what. He knows someone is home, and he left with the package. Because it specifically says, do not leave package without a signature. Because obviously, 60 bucks worth of shirts is, is clearly not something I would want left. Streamlabs does not give you the option of, of saying, do you want it with a signature or without, for some fucking reason. So what's gonna happen is, they say they'll come back tomorrow, as in on the thing. I didn't rebook it, it just says they will try again tomorrow. I'll be streaming tomorrow. Unless they happen to catch me in between runs or when I'm in prologue, I'm not going to the fucking door. And then they're gonna hold the package for five days, which I'm not gonna wanna fucking go get, because fucking shirts. And if I don't go get it, it'll go back to America, back to Streamlabs. And you know what they'll have to do? They'll have to send it back to me again. And you know what they'll do? They'll give it with a fucking signature. And then the same thing will happen over and over again until eventually they'll catch me, not during the middle of a run. All this because they need a fucking signature that I don't even have. If you've ever seen my signatures, they're all gobbledygook. They, they mean nothing. Anyone could replicate my fucking signature. Because it's security theater. You know how many people actually do handwriting these days? It's the fucking computer age. The only time I use a pen 
or write anything is specifically to sign things. And every one of my signatures looks fucking different. Any person could stand at the door, take the package, and squiggle on the fucking thing, and they wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like, have you ever used a credit card at a shopping center and signed the bill? Do they check your signature? No. But they still make you do it, because it's security theater. There's a good video on it on fucking YouTube. I hate this shit so fucking much. Maybe for like real important documents or something. Do video games make kids violence? What are my thoughts on people that say video games make kids violent? Uh, they're idiots. They fit into two categories, people who are mistaken or people who are ideologically driven to draw blame or criticism from something else in society. It's either a mistake or scapegoating. But there was one point where the evidence suggested that um, people were more aggressive playing video games. What this turned out to be was um, if you play a violent video game, it can inspire your uh, flight or fight response. Like it puts adrenaline into your system. And while that adrenaline is in your system, you can be um, more G'd up and willing to, you know, throw a punch or something. But that can be said of anything that gets adrenaline in your system. You know, if you play sport or something, it doesn't um, persist after the um, flat or fire response. It doesn't change your mentality. I mean, yeah, there's certainly no correlation between um, video game use by country and uh, violent crime. That lack of a correlation doesn't uh, disprove the hypothesis that video games can cause violence, but it is certainly not. Uh, it, it's certainly against, or evidence against that hypothesis. Viewers inadvertently being annoying. There's a bunch of things that viewers do that, as individuals, isn't annoying at all. But when a collective do the exact same thing, it becomes kind of annoying. And you try not to get bothered by it, because it's not like all these individuals are acting together to make something annoying. It's like if a person asks the same question, like if one viewer asks a question every five minutes, it's a different viewer every time. It's very irritating, but you can totally understand why they're asking that question because there's always new people coming into the stream. What I'm trying to say is when I have energy and I'm awake and I'm alive, this stuff doesn't bother me. I may answer the question every five minutes if need be, but when I'm more sleep deprived, my sleeping pattern's worse. Uh, these things can get on my nerves far easier, you know? My genius speedrun world record idea. What I should do is find like a really dead game or a game that isn't submitted to speedrun.com, become a moderator of it and make a bunch of category names that are all tiled like one or two words and I'll get world record in all those categories and so when you go to my profile you'll be able to read the category names in order and it will say something like never gonna give you up never gonna let you down never gonna run around and desert you <laughs> it'd be so good that wouldn't be much effort Yago because you just you just make the categories and then just say that you have the world record you wouldn't even need to submit a video do you have to live stream your speedruns? Is live streaming a requirement to run the game? No. People are very skeptical of runners who have uh, never live streamed and, and don't like show their practice or whatever on stream and show their failures on stream. A recording is required, yes, but you don't have to stream that recording. Technically, the only thing you need to submit a time is a recording of that time. But depending upon the game and as technology gets better, you know, you can fake runs more easily. GTA 5 is not a game that would be easy to fake. A, it's easy to fake a run in, but there's still things you could potentially do that would be harder to do if it was streamed. And we could rule out that you were cheating if you uh, we saw you progress and uh, become better at the game on stream. Selective outrage about parents influencing their kids. Did you know that the Swedish climate girl parents are both celebrities? Mum is a singer and dad is a writer. Both are you guessed it, climate activists.
Good thing they don't use their daughter with select mutism and austism as a loudspeaker smile. That's a strange statement. Like, I know what you want me to say that, dude. Have you never seen... Uh, well, I mean, use the biggest example. Christianity. How many children are taken to church from before they can speak? How many are then are put up at the pulpit or whatever to say particular things they don't understand? Well, to put it another way, if, if you're outraged about parents giving ideas to their children that then lead them to perform particular actions, you must be really fucking pissed about Christianity and religion in general. But I suspect somehow you're not. It's selective outrage. You're looking for reasons to be triggered. Like what this this little girl wants to save the planet, man, and actually cares about the environment and doesn't like pollution? What a fucking tool, man. These are the things we should be fighting against people. Care and consideration for the environment. Listening to people who study the climate and say we might be having some issues. This is the problem with the world today, people. More pollution. More environmental destruction. These are the things that get me fucking outraged. These people who want to stop these things. Imagine being that selectively outraged. All I'm saying is, I think that, 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 that parents should take care of their kids more. Should take, 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 like, true action into shaping them into be, being productive members of society. Hey, so I've grown up, I'm 16 years old, and I care about the environment. Not that much consideration! Don't do that! No! Less parenting! Social media platforms and censorship of speech. You can't have both a platform that is funded by ads and a platform where you can say literally anything at any given fucking time. That just doesn't work. I mean, I would certainly prefer us if Twitch were profitable and people could say whatever the fuck they want. But it's just not the world we live in, right? This, this is capitalism. Not all speech is equally profitable. And in a world where capitalism rules, you can never have absolute free speech. Because some speech is going to be promoted more or less, or segregated or removed based on whether or not it's profitable. Free speech only matters to these people in the context of being able to say racist, sexist, and transphobic shit. It comes to things like burning the flag or right to process something they don't care. Oh, exactly, damn. It's similar to, um, one of the reasons why it'd be very hard to argue that Twitch is doing something wrong in regards to banning people for saying certain things. It's because that's an expression of their free speech. Like, if you owned a comedy club and anyone who st stood up on your platform, if you were unable to take down anyone, um, your ability to speak through the usage, use of your platform has now been limited. You you are expressing your ideas through other people on your platform. I think it was, it was I think it actually was Brett Kavanaugh, the, the, the guy who got into all that trouble, who recently got on the Supreme Court. This is his argument as to why you couldn't regulate things like YouTube. Regulating YouTube in regards to its ability to um, regulate its own content on its platform would be violating YouTube's and, and those who, its stakeholders. It'd be violating their free speech, um, their First Amendment rights. Like, imagine a world where if you, you own any platform and you say, people can speak here, you'd have to allow literally everyone to say what any, anything they want on that platform. Person's up there saying they, they, they feel it's okay to rape your mother and you just have to let them. It's perfectly acceptable. People just get up there every day and just, like, I, I don't know, just drive away the audience from your platform by saying heinous shit and you can't do shit. Finally. Like, can you imagine that world? Like, like literally anyone could destroy any platform. You just write a list of things that would drive away that platform's advertisers or drive away that platform's audience and go, well, you can't stop me from speaking because, uh, free speech, motherfucker, and, uh, platform dies. What an impressively sick, terrible world. I mean, I would like if... Nah, I'm not even sure I would like Twitch to be some kind of publicly funded, at least in some capacity. I don't know. You, you, would, you would end up with a system where 
people would be more free to say whatever they wanted. But you'd effectively never get any competition then because you'd have one platform that would be so dominant because of public funding and other funding that they themselves could get still through subscriptions and blah blah blah. It's just it's just the price you pay for competition that not all speech is going to be on private platforms equally profitable. Weed edibles. I think I've only had um edibles in regards to weed once. The same time a friend of mine ate like 50 hash cookies or something like uh, cookies not brownies which I'm sure made it even even slower to seep into his system. But he just kept eating them. He's like, "Man, I don't I don't feel anything. These cookies don't do shit." And then like half an hour later, he was fucking comatose. What would I name my cults? If I had to make a cult, what would you name it? Uh, please don't join. This is a cult. Cults are bad. Think it's a very good name for a cult. There's sure to be a lot of people that are like, man, you can't tell me what to do. If I want to join your cult, then I will. Pretty much guaranteed to get millions of members overnight. Hey, man, why are you trying to treat? Why are you trying to keep me out of your cult, man? Is it is it good? Is it really good? Man, I'm gonna join your cult. Fuck you. Dark and edgy humor. I have a fairly dark sense of humor. I have run across people who seem to mistake being a piece of shit for making dark jokes. Like the joke I always remember from Philip DeFranco like 10 years ago when he was more edgy was when he was like, uh, today's April Fools and my girlfriend said, my, golf my girlfriend pulled a joke on me and told me that she was pregnant, but the joke's on her because I threw her down the stairs. Now that's a dark joke and it's funny. But I wouldn't say it's the greatest joke in the universe. I wouldn't say it's an amazing joke. Like if you told me that joke, I'd be like, huh, yeah, okay. But that's what I kind of mean by dark humor. Remember this joke that um, kind of ended the chases on the ABC, where they did, did a skit, where the premise of the skit was why bother doing uh, Make-A-Wish stuff when the person's gonna die anyway. That's a dark joke, but, it's, but it leans on the side of that's just not right. That's not really funny. It, it, it has the structure of a joke in the way that they portrayed it, but it just seemed it wasn't funny enough to get away from the insensitivity. You know, I, I definitely would not have had them get banned from the ABC or some shit, right? There was so much backlash. I think the backlash was silly, but the joke wasn't very good. It's it, a very good comedian can ride that line of edgy and out there or whatever while still being very funny because you got to be funny. If you try to do some dark humor and, and you're really edgy and you push the boundaries and you're not funny, um, you're much more likely to receive substantial backlash, you know? What's the difference between dark and edgy? I, I always take dark to mean usually involving something taboo. I think dark is more than edgy. Like, edgy is like sitting on the edge of what's acceptable. Dark is more like actually stepping over that line to some degree. What's, what's that? What's like, like all those gay, the, the, the dead baby jokes, whatever. Those are dark jokes. They're not uh, edgy jokes. What's the difference between a Porsche and a pile of dead babies? I don't have a Porsche in my garage. That's a dark joke. It isn't an edgy joke. It's not like a, it's not like there's, people dispute whether dead babies are in a garage or a good or bad thing, or it's not some commentary or whatever. It's just, you know, it's just a dark joke. AG would be something like, um, oh, there's this dude who makes jokes about um, uh, abortions or whatever, something like that. Um, I don't know. It's uh, maybe maybe you can use can use them interchangeably, and I'm just being uh, pedantic or something. I'm not sure, but it's just my, the way that I've seen the words or used the words myself. I'm not saying that's how the words should be used or are used by everyone. AG is being offensive just to offend people. Uh, no, I think I think edgy, edgy can be like just poking fun at things that people tend to find sacred. 
or things that you're not meant to joke about or whatever, you know, like, like religion or politics or social issues or, or what have you. Video game speedruns in the Guinness Book of World Records. Will you get a Guinness World Records certificate if you get world record? No. There are games that have had such certificate, uh, certificates, I believe. But they're like the really, really popular games. Guinness has done a lot of uh, high scores as well. I think they're more interested in high scores than, you know, whatever. Didn't ZFG get into a, one of the Guinness records or Skater or something? But the world record was like beaten, you know, before the book even released. Yeah, I think Guinness, Guinness did um, take a lot of records from Twin Galaxies, yeah. You have to pay them? Ah, uh, do you? Arcane of Time was in Guinness? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I'm sure there must be a Mario record in there as well. Guinness just seems so irrelevant. Like, the biggest use of Guinness books is like, kids when they're forced to go to the library or whatever in high school, they would uh, pick out the Guinness World Record book to take home for a week because they're required to bring home a book, you know? YouTubers promoting politicians. What do you think about YouTubers promoting politicians? It's totally their business and it's probably a good thing too. There is something commendable to me about, even if I disagree with it, of their positions. Um, if, you if you have some confidence that a particular policy or a politician getting into power would lead to better outcomes for, for society or something. If you said nothing, it, 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 it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, but it's probably a good thing for you to do it. Like I was saying, it's, it's brave in the sense that you're taking on risk with very little chance for reward and you're seeking to, you know, improve your society kind of thing. It's like, hey, yeah, maybe people will give me shit for doing this, but, you know, I, I might be the deciding difference in, in making things better, so I'm going to do it anyway, you know? It's, it seems like a cool thing. As in, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong for not doing this, but I think it's okay to do, and it's, it's probably a, a brave thing to do, you know? My history with gambling. I used to love playing poker when I was younger, dude. I wasn't good at that, though. I just really enjoyed the, what's the next car going to be? Texas Hold'em. Used to go to... Um, the casino like twice a week and play low stakes sex assault and I loved it. But it's stuff that I avoid a lot these days. I, I, I say to myself if I'm not willing to learn how to play properly rather than just having some basic idea and uh, going on my gas or whatever, it's, it's just a... I'm just losing money. I suppose these days maybe I have a little bit more money and so I can do it without as much risk. But I quit the moment I, um, I couldn't afford to lose any money. Not that I really lost money back in the day, mind you, I, because I say I played low stakes and I, um, in my entire game, gambling career, career, I'm probably down like $2,000 or something, but it's dollar per hour for entertainment. It was very cheap entertainment, but, uh, it's not worth it at this point. It's very fun though. I used to watch, um, who was the main dude who, for PokerStars on Twitch? Uh, sort of a lispy accent, uh, that's not offensive to say, um, Ah, uh, you know who I'm talking about? No, 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 no. Um, it might be Canadian. Uh, it's not Daniel Nogano. Uh, does, does Daniel actually do Twitch? This is a long time ago. Jay Carver, that's it. Jay Carver, that's him. Shows how long it's been that I <laughs> couldn't remember his name. Meat Lover's Pizza shouldn't have vegetables. I remember I ordered a Meat Lover's Pizza when I was really, really, really drunk in the Star Casino. And they gave me something that had onion and capsicum on it. That was their meat lover pizza. I was so fucking angry. I don't know, I can't remember how I communicated this anger. They they didn't seem, well, let's just say they made me another pizza. And I just remember being so fucking angry. I, 
Probably was not my uh, greatest moment. And then I, um, when I got the pizza, I sat there by myself and just, like, inhaled that fucking bitch, like. Dealing with an incompetent management group, not the group that I'm with currently. A management company contacted me, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll hear you out, like, maybe we should talk by email, right, because time zones are a bitch, they're like, no, 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 we'll talk uh, on the phone, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, fair enough, it's not a big deal. So we set up a day, I get to that day, I email them, I'm like, so are we doing this? No response. The next day I get a message, I'm like, oh, are we doing the conversation? I'm like, what do you mean? It was yesterday. Like, I'm like, Did, do you not understand how time zones work? Because, because... You know, you're the day before me, so if you say it's on this day at this time... Because they said Australian Eastern Standard Time. 9am, Australian Eastern Standard Time. On Monday. Which is their Sunday. I was like, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. Whatever you reckon. They didn't seem to realize that time zones aren't just a difference in time, but also a difference in day. So they missed the day. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And so I, uh, so we set up for another day and I talked to them. I was like, okay. Maybe, these, maybe it was just a, a one-off mistake. Maybe they're not incompetent or whatever. But they want another conversation. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll talk again. And so I'm there like two minutes early or five minutes early or whatever it was. And they're like, oh, so you ready to talk on Zoom? I'm like, what the fuck is Zoom? We're going to talk on Discord. What are you talking about? Like, and then messing me back like five minutes later. Oh, yeah, it was, on, it, was on, it was on Discord. That's right. Yeah, my bad. I'm like, okay, weird. And so I wait there for 25 minutes and I never get the call. They're like, oh, you know, the, the person's almost ready. And I'm like... Who are these people who are missing meetings, choosing the times for meetings, and then leaving me hanging for 25 fucking minutes? Like, how, how little respect must you have for me that I'm, I'm pawned off to the incompetent people and you just let, leave me hanging for 25 minutes whenever you fucking feel like it? They eventually called, no, they didn't, they didn't get it. Like, I, I said, this, this isn't fucking on, just send me an email and we'll talk there and they didn't get anything back. Nonsense. They should manage their time better, yes. How could they manage me when they can't even manage their own time? Twitch content versus YouTube content. Twitch doesn't appeal to everyone, you know. If you've only got 20 minutes or something to watch something, Twitch is not the best thing to watch, really. Like, even as a Twitch streamer, me, me because I'm a Twitch streamer, like, I watch a lot of Twitch, but I watch far more YouTube because I can just flick something on quickly and I know what I'm going to get is uh, high-quality content. I don't have many hours to sit, chill, relax, engage with the stream like like i usually watch twitch when there's just nothing like I, i've gone through my youtube subscriptions and i want some background audio with something that i i sort of care about usually like a speed run of dark souls or uh um, or someone whose voice i like or who, who be, who's playing some game i've never seen before that i can kind of look over at every once in a while while i'm doing something else like when i used to play wow or uh, th things that like require your attention but not your ears Kind of thing. I used to watch a lot more Twitch back then. Before, you know, I was, I was streaming 10 hours a day myself and editing. Because when you edit, you need your ears, so I can't watch Twitch while editing. But I can take a break every half an hour or something and watch like a five minute YouTube video. What you say is very true, Face. It's like when I make, because I make uh, highlights of every one of my streams. So a 10 hour stream, what usually ends up happening is you go through it once and uh, like to find all the clips that may get into a highlight video usually end up with like two hours of potential clips like like in entire chunks like just whole scenes which you're gonna cut out middle bits and shorten and blah 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 and that then gets condensed down to like a 25 minute video so that's, that's basically spot on like five percent but that doesn't mean everything in the stream isn't worth watching or listening to or whatever it's just like some stuff just doesn't play well on youtube i mean but then again then i also make speed running rambles and that usually itself is like 40 minutes so, so there's like the 
20, like a 10 hour stream, like an entire run. It's a 20, 25 minute video for the GTA and then like half an hour to uh, 40 minutes of uh, speedrunning rambles. Yeah, so like 5% for one thing, 5% for another. My problem is um, being a Twitch streamer now, I can't get as involved in a stream anymore. Maybe when I was streaming less or whatever, but I, I remember like watching Summit like every day or every second day. Uh, and so it became like a familiar thing that you did and you get, you, you kind of understood the ebb and flow of the channel. It was like, it was a comfy thing to do. Now when I watch a stream, it doesn't have that feeling anymore because I'm not there as often. It's hard to get super involved when you're dealing with your own shit, you know? The hardest thing to explain to editors. One of the hardest things I've had to deal with is pacing with people's edits. You can't cut the frame where like I, the second the air leaves my mouth for a bit of speech, you can't cut there directly into me speaking somewhere else with another puff of air. Like that's just not how, it, it, it feels like your ears are just being attacked by audio, but everyone does it. it drives me crazy. Like I've, I've, I've had to put in the guidelines, give me 15 frames at least before I stop speaking before you cut, please. It shouldn't have appeared that different. There's this thing that I do. So I got a very good ear for audio, okay? So I'll have a sequence of a bunch of clips. And when I, I, I listen to it in the final edit, and I'll be like, okay, this clip needs to have like a few more frames here. This one needs a few more frames here. This one needs a few more frames here. And, and you, it makes everything like flow in like this, this particularly good sounding way. And I, I can't, I can't, communicate that well to the editors who are editing for me. You just need an ear for it. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.